in movies, TV series, video games, books, and more. This is Potential Picks. Hello and welcome back to another edition of Potential Picks. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm joined by my co-host, Taylor. Today, we're reviewing Space Jam, A New Legacy. This is the somewhat reboot, somewhat sequel to the first Space Jam movie, which, of course, starred Michael Jordan. And this one, we have the new kind of basketball star, if you will. Good old LeBron James here is the star back with Looney Tunes in another far-fetched, crazy basketball fantasy live-action animation cartoon extravaganza. This was written by, this is a long list. This this is how you can tell that, folks, this was going to be bonkers. The screenplay is by Jewel Taylor, Tony Rittenmailer, Keenan Kugler, Terrence Nance, Jesse Gordon, and Celeste Ballard, with direction by Malcolm D. Lee. Six people on this screenplay. And you can tell, watching this film, that six people's ideas were crammed into this film. (laughs) So, Taylor, brief brief synopsis of this version of Space Jam. Okay, so just like the before Space Jam, you know, the Looney Tunes uh, team up with uh, the basketball star, which is LeBron James. He's playing a fictionalized version of himself, have a little troubles with his, you know, connecting to his youngest son. So he ends up getting into a simulated version of Warner Brothers uh, by this uh, malevolent, I guess you could say, AI played by Don Cheadle. And so he had to uh, save his son. Uh, he has to uh, play basketball and team up with the Looney Tunes against this uh, evil team, just like in the first one. So that's where we find our character here. Um, just like before, with Michael Jordan kind of playing a fictionalized version of himself. Same with LeBron, but um, there's a, that's kind of where the similarities end. You know, it's kind of hard when you have a sequel not to compare to the original material. It's hard. You you have that based on it's not about this is not so much a nostalgia thing uh oh i you know this is my childhood it's more you know looking at objectively because i did go back and watch the first space jam just because it's like you know i kind of want to watch it and then i watched this movie and then i watched space jam again after to kind of you know (laughs) to reiterate why yeah to detox reiterate why why it worked and why it didn't now overall this movie again this is not going to be another you know the first one was not some citizen kane movie of you know (laughs) but you know but again we know what we're going to get into but this one you know is i think the phrase you know less is more uh this movie did not follow that they thought you know let's kind of put everything in there now we know looney tunes is um a Warner Brothers property, they decided let's do every Warner Brothers property because that's what people came to see. So you have a lot of references and a lot of uh, cameos from a lot of stuff, but it almost was a little too much. And why oh, we come way to, too much. Yeah. Why do we way come to Space much. Jam? Because we want to see the Looney Tunes. We want to see your favorite characters, you know, duke it out in basketball. And I will say overall, the Looney Tunes were a better part of this movie. Um, you know, a lot of the cartoony antics were classic bits from these characters and the humor was was pretty strong um for for most of it uh it was the sequences that were nothing to do with the looney tunes and especially getting into all these fantastical uh worlds and especially the basketball game itself at the end was where it just kind of went all off the deep end because it was way too much 
Um, this obviously looked like it was taking a huge inspiration from Ready Player One, having this virtual world where, you know, there's different planets and they'd be like, this is the Looney Tune planet. This is the Harry Potter planet, the Game of Thrones planet, the Matrix planet, the Wizard of Oz planet, um, the Casablanca planet. And I'm like, kids are not going to know what Casablanca is. Like, you know, it, it was just like this weird, um, you know, first off, you kind of obviously have to go along the journey being that this uh, AI sucks them in and Don Cheadle, you know, for being really what I consider one of the, uh, you know, one of our better actors today. Uh, this definitely was just a paycheck. You could tell he was just like, all right, I'm going to go full in hamming it up as this really stupid villain. Uh, just wow. This is like Razzie uh, award winning here, in my opinion. And I think the thing too is, I mean, LeBron has done a lot for what it, in terms of uh, basketball and of course his image uh, of doing a lot for, for kids and for, you know, his community. And yeah, he's and done talk about so his, much. His skill, I mean, very comparable to Michael Jordan. And that's like, who was, who was an obvious choice if they're going to have an ex-basketball star? Who yeah. Gonna put? Um, you know, it makes sense. But I feel like just in terms of, you know, of course, Michael Jordan, you wouldn't consider an actor either. But there was just a little more charm, a little more screen presence to Michael Jordan. LeBron just comes off very rigid in this film. He comes off so just kind of stark you know, I wasn't expecting obviously a, a best actor award winning here, but I just, I didn't really go along with his journey because it was such a, this kind of blah performance. Did you, had you seen the movie train wreck with him in it? Yes, I did remember train wreck. I mean, and I thought he was once. very funny in that. Yeah. He had some good acting chops, him, Bill Hader. So I was ex hoping, expecting more of that. And I wonder if it's just him carrying a film maybe doesn't work as much. And then also the problem too is the Looney Tunes don't come into the movie till like the half hour mark. That is a long time to go through a movie when there's no Looney Tunes involved. I mean, there's the whole long just section of this movie in the beginning of like seeing what his kid does and how he's more of a gamer than a basketball player. And there's just oh, there's just so much. I mean, just off the bat, Space Jam was just under 90 minutes. This is just short of two hours. It felt like six hours. This movie <laughs> felt very long. Um, and then, of course, we get to this huge end sequence of the basketball game where very similar to what they did in the first movie where if you remember the monsters uh had sucked the powers of five very popular basketball players to become very tall and you know very athletic in this we have the goon squad and they've also taken the powers of five uh current popular basketball players um which i will say i did like that there was two female basketball players from the women's league. So I was happy for that, but they all are formed into these very cartoony kind of, uh, animal, elemental human hybrids, animal, yeah. human hybrid characters, uh, to make them that they're more, uh, obviously, uh, athletic and more powerful playing the game. And that's this whole thing too, is this, this is not just basketball. It's this new game that LeBron's son has come up with. So there's all these like special powers and it's, it's, you know, so it was heightened in that way with CGI, but it's this whole looking at the audience situation of all these Warner Brothers characters surrounding the basketball game that it, I feel like it was just way too much because you're kind of more focused on that than actually watching the game. Yeah, it was a bit distracting. Like, I mean, I'm looking and, you know, every time you go over to like Don Cheadle's character, uh, you look over and you see, oh my God, that's, uh, but they don't look like the actual character. It's like, it's all like. No, of course, of course, they were not going to actually hire any of the actual actors that played these famous characters. But you have, 
you have the the mask. It, it looks like a bunch of cosplayers just surrounding them. Um, you have like Pennywise. You have the mask. You have Mister Freeze in his robe. I mean, you do have these awesome huge images of the Iron Giant and King Kong and stuff like that. Um, and you know, you have like oh the Flintstones and the Jetsons. I mean, you see like stuff like that. That kind of works. But all these like I was like it just looks like bad cosplay. And I'm like I'm like why would you be there watching this basketball game? It just you know very very silly uh and just i feel like it was just too long it was too much and you know maybe for kids nowadays it's what they would need you know i definitely agree the original space jam it's no oscar winner but it is nostalgia for me as a kid it's a movie i love from our youth and i was excited to see what they would do with this one and i mean just i constantly found myself just deadpan like wow and i watched it i purposely watched this on hbo max at home I'm so glad I did not pay any money to see this movie in a theater because I would have been even more disappointed, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. If and, I had. you know, now, despite, um, you know, there are a lot of shortcomings, the few things I will say there was fun. There were a couple of good jokes there. And again, if you uh, no spoilers, if you're hoping Michael Jordan is go watch the film. Um, but I, I did like um, some of the humor, especially when the Looney Tunes involved one thing, you know, a couple things that were distracting, like you said, you know, the, the audience that was in the, the the actual game that took away from it. There was no actual basketball elements, which again, you know, it's part of, you know, par for the course, but also like some of the voice acting, like a lot of people got a little annoyed with Zendaya, who was um, playing uh, Lola, Lola Bunny, which I, which I thought was good. Actually, they did make a big deal about kind of desexualizing her and making her not like, you know, that was fine. But I thought she did a great job. What distracted me was the voice of Bugs Bunny. Could we not get a guy who was a better voice or girl for that for that character? Because he has such an iconic voice. And especially for years when you have, you know, the older voice and, and you know, I think that kind of distracted from the game. Now, again, this is Space Jam, where are no elements of space, maybe cyberspace. I'll give him that. But, you know, that's what, yeah, the, the original plot was far-fetched, but it worked. There wasn't too much, okay, aliens want to take for Looney Tunes, they Michael Jordan, okay, I'm going with it. This one was, like, kind of all out there, and there was not a lot of, I didn't feel a big emotional connection with LeBron and his son. It really, like, there wasn't that heart where, I mean, Michael Jordan and his, and his son in the original movie, I thought there was more of a connection. They only had like one scene together, you know, so True, was like, yeah. I felt more there. And, you know, I just think a lot of the jokes kind of, you know, fell flat in this one. I, I think, think it was missing too. Um, I think it was missing the element from the first movie or you had, you had the um, hilarious antics of Bill Murray and Wayne Knight. You had other human players that came in to play with the team and really, you just have LeBron and you have Don Cheadle and then you have like his son, which isn't really like, you know, it's it's not the same formula to the point where it was like, oh, it's Looney Tunes plus Michael Jordan plus, oh, one of the greatest comedic actors of all time and one of the greatest comedic actors on TV. It's like, you know, they had all that element at the same time and this didn't really have that. And it just kind of, yeah, just it just fell flat. And I will say, yeah, Bugs Bunny did bother me. Um, you know, at some times I was like, all right, it's close enough. But when you've heard uh, the same, you know, character actor do a voice your entire childhood, even to the point of Space Jam, and then you watch the new movie, it we're not fooled, people. We no. can tell if it's slightly off. Thought we wouldn't notice, but we did. <laughs> yeah, but we did. So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with this. I don't know if it's going to make enough money to uh, see if they would continue this at all. I mean, of course, money talks. 
And, uh, you know, there's obviously hype that there could be a, a growing franchise from this. But I think if they are going to do anything past this, if it makes enough money to open the doors for a third film, they need to hone it way back because it was just way too much. And I think a little more simpler formula and a shorter movie would have made this a little better than what the product we got. Yeah. Again, when you're coming into a movie where you know, okay, it's Looney Tunes, it needs to be more of the Looney Tunes and, you know, less everything else. And again, we've seen that with other properties that have done the animation that kind of crossover. Even, you know, Tom and Jerry, they focused, it did do a little bit less of the Tom and Jerry-ness and more the other human element. And that, that, that's the problem when you step away from, okay, we're here to see this movie. You know, that's that's the, the heart of the matter. The heart of the matter. But that's what we're there for. And when you don't have that it kind of it kind of loses the audience. So I think that would have that would have saved the story a little bit more. But again, that's just our opinion. Again, for for us growing up, you know, seeing the original and also hoping that's what we're gonna get, it, it, it kind of really disappointed us. Yeah. So if you haven't checked it out yet, is now streaming on HBO Max and is available in theaters. But that was our review on Space Jam: A New Legacy, and that was one of this week's potential picks. Thanks for listening to The Potential Podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Potential Podcast or on Twitter at The Potential Pod. Or you can email us. Send us your positive feedback and thoughts, suggestions, and more through our email, thepotentialpodcast at yahoo.com. I'm your host, Chris Dewar. And I'm your host, Taylor Sokol. Stay tuned for more episodes on pop culture, entertainment, and nerdum. And remember, know, know your, your potential. potential.